This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, welcome to Breaking Bread. This is the show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, Lo Yi Jun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Jun and Tonic blog. Every week on this show, we dive deep into an aspect of food in Malaysia, from speaking to chefs and restaurateurs about their restaurants, to exploring the origins of certain dishes, to geeking out over tasty discussions with food friends or experts. On this week's show, our guest is Theresa Burhan, the food writer behind Set the Tables, a website dedicated to unpacking the stories and stigma in and around the food industry. On her site, Theresa interviews chefs and restaurateurs and writes deep, searching articles about them, exploring topics like mental health within the industry, asking why restaurants fail, and unpacking the business lessons learned from running a restaurant. In our conversation, we talk about how her past experiences in the food industry shaped her approach for her site, we discuss the art of interviewing, and Theresa shares about the important role food media has to play for the greater good of the industry. So without further ado, here's Theresa from Set the Tables. Welcome on the show, Theri. Hey Jun, thank you for having me. Cool. So I think we should disclaim, uh, me and Theri, we, we've known each other for quite a while now. I guess like two, yeah. two years. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> oh, that was two years already. Wow, time flies. Yeah, yeah. Well, she approached me for, for an interview and then we did a, an interview together at a Bakute stall. Yes. Um, but for those who don't know Set the Table or don't know who you are, could you give us an introduction? Sure. Uh, well, where should I start? Uh, food has always been my passion. It just sound a bit so cliche, but it's true. <laughs> I, I did not start out in the food industry. I graduated with an economics degree from University College London. And naturally, my first job was a corporate job. Uh, this was in the early 2010s. And shortly after that, my colleague of mine left to work for the big group, a restaurant group by Benjamin Young, right? And I was following mm. him in the earlier years when he opened Delicious. Do you remember that? Mm. It revolutionized the food scene. So I always wanted to work in a big group. So I told her, hey, if you know any openings uh, in the management side, please let me know. And a year after that, uh, true enough, and I was very surprised she remembered that, she reached out to me and said, hey, um, there's a role in the restaurant side, would you like to join? And I just took up the opportunity. And my career at the big group, uh, working directly with Ben and another co-founder, David Singh, built a foundation in what I do now. And after big, I collected uh, various experiences, uh, like a pastry course from the Colin Bleu. I worked in the kitchen stint in Singapore to hopefully to start something on my own, actually. So I started a home baking business, uh, thinking that it would be something. But I realized that this is not what I want to do, um, at least the form of it. And after that, shortly a few months in, another, another food company offered me a marketing role. It was an easy way out. It was something I am familiar with. And the monthly income, consistent monthly income was really enticing. Uh, but shortly after I took on this job, I learned a very valuable lesson here. 
is that no matter how comfortable or familiar your work can be, at least for me, nothing is worse when you're not progressing or, or learning. It affected every aspect of my life. So I think when you're in a place where you desperately want to get out, um, you'll find any means to pivot. And all along, I'm always about entrepreneur resources. I read a lot about that. And on, I think in 2019, I came across uh, Monaco's annual drinking and dining directory. So they have this magazine dedicated just to food and drinks. And when I was reading that and I got really inspired and I realized that, hey, within Asia, there really remains a gap to do something about the inner workings or even failures of the food industry. You know, I, I must say there are tons of food reviews sites. You know, a lot of, there's a food bloggers, Malaysians love food, right? Or Asia in general. But what about, um, you know, the, the pastry chef, you know, who, who failed so many times just to perfect the croissant and we are questioning, why are we paying so much or this amount for just flour and butter? So, mm. and that's how Set the Tables came to being. It's really a pursuit, I think, uh, for me, and also because I love this industry, is to pull down um, the curtain behind the show, I would say, to reveal the behind the scene. Because beneath that incredibly mouth-watering taco you see on this brand's social media page, right? This owner, maybe he's trying to pay the bills or struggling to find the right staff or the right takeaway model for their restaurant mm. during this pandemic. So I think there's not much coverage in the story behind what you see. You know, So that's mm. how Set the Tables came to be. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I, I think you mentioned a really good thing there in that in Asia in particular, there's not a lot of people trying to uncover all these deeper stories uh, within the food industry, like the struggles that maybe chefs or restaurateurs face. Um, even like the, the success stories uh, are not really told as much. Um, but going back to, you know, your, your start within the food industry, like working in a big group and then starting up your own little baking business yeah. uh, and then also doing like a, the marketing job. Was there anything that you remember not knowing before you stepped into the F&B industry and, and after you stepped into it, was there one or two like big revelations that you were like, oh, this was something that I didn't expect at all? I think, yes, definitely. Because all along, I always wanted to open a cafe or a restaurant. That was partly why I, I want to work for the big group and also collect all these experiences, right? Mm. And then it dawned on me is... I think maybe sometimes innocent is bliss if you just go ahead and open something instead of <laughs> learning from, from it. Because you realize, and also while interviewing people, I am constantly reminded that in the restaurant business, the cooking is the easiest part. You know, doing the menu is the easiest part. It's given, you have to do that. The hardest part mm. is actually, the challenge is not the passion itself. The challenge is the people, the staff management, um, the finances, you know, these are, it, unless you really have the passion, I think that it takes a lot of grit to to sustain the, the restaurant business. Mm. And I feel the F&B business, um, a lot of people are attracted to it. Until now, you know, it's, it's quite attractive to say, hey, I, I own a bar, you know, or let, let us go to my bar to drink. You know, we have people who have a lot of money who wants to open their bar just because they want to go there and drink. But mm. I think it takes really more than that. Um, 
so I that that revelation came came to being, and then after that, that's why when I opened my I launched the the baking business, and I realized this is not what at, at the form of it is not what mm. I, I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Have, having been in the restaurant industry myself, so it's like you would think that restaurateurs or people who open restaurants. Um, would need to be like, oh, you have to be really good at cooking and really passionate yeah. about food. But in fact, like on a day-to-day basis, most of your struggles, yeah. most of your challenges will be in the form of, you know, managing people. Yeah, or maybe uh, fixing the toilet them. even, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the leakage, you know, things like that. Yeah, like a lot of like logistical issues. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so right now, a lot of, well, you, you have written quite a lot of articles with Set the Tables. And from the beginning, was there a particular like theme or a particular direction that you wanted all your articles mm-hmm. to have? Yeah. So one of the approach that I, I thought of doing is it is a celebration of all these stories in the industry, not just in Malaysia because I'm Malaysian, but in Singapore, in Bangkok, occasionally Hong Kong. These are the four cities that I target. And also the whole idea is uh, to turn over as many rocks. That's my philosophy and connect the dots. Mm. I think as a writer, that's what we do, right? Um, I always feel that there's always a story behind that success story if you look for it. Because Mm. you think about it, this restaurant, um, when they want to open a new restaurant or a new launch, uh, they will send out PR release right, to, to the media and say, hey, this is a new opening or what? Mm. So the idea of set the tables is that I'm not looking for success milestones, right? Because like I said, it's being amplified in other medias, but it's very easy to think that, hey, these restaurants are doing so well all the time because they're always on my social media feed. Um, there's a new menu launch, you know, these beautiful desserts and whatnot. But it's so easy to, to think of that, right? Because of Instagram or Facebook and the media, but I think set the tables is to remind people and uh, us as consumers that successes are really hard won. I think mm. I'm just attracted to the idea of that, you know, and and I want to know about the grit, you know, the obstacle, the mistake, the disappointment they face that bring them this success story. So mm. that's how the mental wellness issue came about. And I think that is one of my favorite pieces. And also when I reread that article, it reminds me of my own why as well of doing set the tables because mm. sometimes I still ask myself, why am I doing this? You know, <laughs> and for what? You know? But Yeah, but, I think um, I think we ask ourselves that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is a ideal illustration because I've always wanted to talk to Angel the person who, who I talked to about, about mental illness, Angel Ng, uh, she is an award-winning bartender pioneering the Malaysian cocktail scene. And she is most well-known to build PS150 in Chinatown, which now Chinatown in KL is a vibrant nightlife scene, partly because of PS150, right? And I always wanted to write about her, but there was already a lot of media coverage about her awards, her success. So I really want to write about her, but what what can I write about that is not all these things? That's where the turnover as many rocks came to mind because set the tables, uh, the ethos is by the industry, for the industry. So sometimes when I approach interviewees or chefs or bartender or food personality, I would say, 
what is currently in your heart that you you want to talk about, right? Because it's a two-way conversation and it's a platform for the industry voices. And a few days later, she said, I want to talk about my journey in dealing with mental health. Oh, wow. That came to me as a surprise because, of course, because like here is someone who perceived as successful. Um, and, and I think it takes a lot of courage and vulnerability for her to share such an honest account um, of this, how the nature of service industry can take a toll on someone's health. And, and she has been dealing with this throughout her career. Of course, she's in a much better place right now. And also to raise awareness about mental health problems in the industry, right? It's someone, something that everyone faces, but it's not something mm. that everyone's talk about. So that is that ideal set the tables article that I would love to do more. Um, yeah, it's, it's, that, it's this set about vulnerability that I think makes the person or successful, meaningful and relatable. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's actually, it's quite a big contrast, right? Like mm-hmm. you said in the beginning that a lot of these restaurants, they when they put out their uh, media statements, they want you to craft a certain story about them. They're, they're trying to tell a certain story. But then you are saying that you want to, you know, go deeper and turn over these rocks. Mm. But how do you find stories or chefs or whoever that you're interviewing, how do you find a rock to turn over with them? And, and how do you make them open up? Before we continue our conversation, we are going to take a quick break. Stay with us. You're listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Breaking Bread. Let's pick up where we left off. I've been speaking with Theresa Burhan from Set the Tables, a website exploring the deeper industry stories within the FNB scene. We've been talking about her journey within the food industry and what her website is all about. But now we're turning our focus on how she goes about finding and teasing out these deeper, more impactful food stories. You said in the beginning that a lot of these restaurants, they when they put out their media statements, they want you to craft a certain story about them. They're, they're trying to tell a certain story. But then you are saying that you want to, you know, go deeper and turn over these rocks. Mm. But how do you find stories or chefs or whoever that you're interviewing, how do you find a rock to turn over with them? And, and how do you make them open up? Oh, that is a huge question. That's a challenge every time, I think. I think I, research, I think research and uh, keeping up to date I think we need to know what they're doing, right? To really know what, what their achievement and success is. And I also look in a lot of the interview that they do and pick up on subtle sentences they, they might talk about. Like, let's say uh, for a chef, he might be saying that, oh, um, there's this upcoming chef that I want to interview him that like, this is an example of it uh, in preparation of the article is that he talked about uh, within two months of opening of a restaurant, the whole team left. Mm. so what is it about that and he also talked about grooming the next generation so I think it's picking up from their interviews or their coverage and also sometimes their personal Instagram to see what they are up to 
But most of the time, these topics are not uh, raised, right? So I always ask, I think going back to Angel's article, I always ask them, what is it in their heart you want to share about um, to create that safe space environment for them to talk in, in, mm. in, their, in their platform voice? Another chef I would say is um, Chef Algie Han. She's also very vocal about topics, I would say. So how, how to be comfortable is uh, a lot of these uh, interviewees, I would say, is my first time interviewing them, right? Yeah. So I think the whole idea is to listen. Remember that, that we, we are just here to facilitate their conversation. And I find that one thing that really works is to pick up keywords, they say, from their last um, reflection or anything and build from there and elaborate from there. I think over time you you learn how to pick up keywords. You know, maybe maybe actually the article you wanted to write about leadership, then he share about say um, this this incident he he came across in his kitchen. Suddenly, or he's very passionate about his staff. So I would lean towards that direction. So there's no formula in like sometimes it, it goes to another direction totally. You know, like right, I wanted right. to talk about leadership, and then we ended up talking about something mm, else. Yeah, so I think it, right. Yeah, it. I think you're familiar with that. Mm, right? Yeah, yeah really, there's really an art to interviewing mm, people, right? Correct. And correct. I don't think I'm I'm anywhere near like a pro <laughs> at it, no, uh, despite the dozens of interviews that I've done. But yeah, going back to that example of mm. of Angel and. Yeah. The article you wrote about her and and the stuff that she shared on it mm-hmm. was really revealing and really insightful mm. to the hospitality industry. Like the the article itself, for those who are interested, is called "A Mental Health Crisis uh, in the Hospitality Industry." And Angel shares about all her her struggles and the strife that she goes through, and it's something that is you know not often brought to light, at least in Malaysia or an Asian context, and. In that example, you you said that, you know, you approached her and you said, is there anything in your heart that uh, you want to share that maybe you haven't shared with others? But was that your first time uh, reaching out to, to no, Angel? And, no, no. Uh, so you knew <laughs> yeah, I her knew from her. before? Yeah, I knew from her before. Mm. Yeah, I knew her. I think for those that I, I don't know, uh, I think also, I think during the interview, it's very important to create that safe environment, I would say. So I think when such a tables churn out this kind of article and that, that, that gives this, build up this um, space, I would say, an understanding platform that, hey, uh, such a tables is really a voice for the industry. So I think with all this article, it probably might lead to hopefully more of such articles in the future, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, because right. like, with, with this like, with this mental health article, we are really trying to share your story and your side of the story. And, and hopefully when people or consumers get to know these stories, hopefully there'll be more understanding or maybe erase a bit more awareness of the issue that is currently facing the industry that is not being, that you can't see, right, in their social media or the website or whatnot. Mm. And these have, people, have you received... Uh, any like comments or feedback from people within the industry or some of your readers maybe who have commented on oh wow this this article is something different like uh, mm. I've never really seen anyone tackle this before have, have you received comments like that before yeah yeah and this mm. one particular coming back to the mental but mental health one this one in particular 
with it, right. and, and Angel did as well. Uh, so I feel that with with every interview, it's like a journey with them. That the interview conversation was really heartfelt as well. I think as an interviewee is to really provide that space. I, I always come into this, isn't it? <laughs> but mm. really to set that space that hey, and to gain their trust. So how do you do that, right? So I think our job as interviewees is to gain their trust. And, and also, as the writer, it's our responsibility to convey their story as true to their personality as possible. So I find that a challenge and also a constant practice because written article is very different from audio, right? You cannot detect tonality or emotions. Mm. And words represent different things to people. You know, so I realized that when, when, I, when I was writing articles for Set the Tables, and I think once you publish article or, or churn this kind of content where, where it's an understanding that, hey, um, Saturday was is really advocating uh, to talk about the behind the scenes and hopefully this will propel uh, this platform to talk about issues that, like you just said, is not covered very frequently. And hopefully mm. the whole idea really is to have a little bit, hopefully, you no, know, because of how we are right now, customer could have a little bit more empathy for the industry and people are working extremely hard, you know, to, to just get their brand, you know, sustain the business. Mm. Yeah. So that, that is my, yeah, hopefully that as well. Yeah. Right. And in the two years since you've run, yeah. uh, set the tables, have you seen like, a any sort of small shift within the industry? Um, with people being more open to you know talking about all these issues because when when I think of food media at least in a Malaysian context it's it's more often than not very kind of surface level like you talk about the food at a restaurant how good the food is maybe you do a review uh, maybe you interview the chef but then you get them to talk about you know I guess their cooking philosophy their techniques but there are very few people unpeeling the layers behind the food industry and, and trying to look deeper into what these people are facing, the challenges these people are facing, and also what is beautiful within the industry beyond just uh, what is presented in front of you on a plate, right, as a customer. But since you've started Set the Tables, or, or maybe even since back in your days in, in, in the big group, have you seen a shift within the Malaysian food industry at least? I think it's not... It's not a big shift enough. Mm. I feel that I might be wrong, but I feel that there's still a relatively low interest in this type of content, especially for, for Malaysia, uh, in the food scene. And because it's uncomfortable issues, right? And and, and I feel it's a challenge also, hopefully, for customers to understand these kind of stories. Uh, yeah, so I, I think there's still a lot of room for growth. Um, I think a lot of work still need to be done. But I think there's more of us, hopefully, you know, it's still very small, relatively small right now. But if more of us uh, amplify or write about the food, even the food culture, right, there's very minimal writing on, on this kind of subject. So I feel at this point in time, I, I wouldn't say I've seen a big shift, but there's definitely room for growth. I think the upside is that Malaysians love food. We always want to explore new things. 
new trends. So that could be a start. And maybe with more media writing about this, uh, yeah, it could move the needle, probably. Yeah, I think I wanted to also find out like what else could we do besides, I guess, like writing more about these issues and talking more about it? What else is there to do to increase the awareness on, on these issues and, and make people want to know more and want to learn more about these issues besides writing and talking more about it on, and having more discussions about it? So I think maybe it still comes down to the role the media play, I would say, of what type of article that that's being published out. But inevitably, right, I think in terms of popularity or in terms of more share, it is still the listicle, you know, the top 10 places to go. Mm. It is still that. But I think if if we could, or actually CNA Lifestyle, I see a lot of this type of article as well that talks mm. about peeling the layers um, and talks about the food industry, uh, which sometimes I find inspiration from as well for set the tables. So I think it is slowly trickling in, but I think it is still what um, the food media is writing about. And if maybe more of us could write about this or raise awareness, mm-hmm. because these are issue, I think, are uh, something relatively not talked about. And hopefully it'll be intriguing enough for people to learn more about it mm-hmm. and to do something about it. So hopefully we could go into that direction, right? More, more, more voices would be better. Right, yeah. right. Mm. And just want to, I guess, like touch on the business side of things, I suppose, for, for Set the Tables. So how do you generate money from, from this business? Is, is it something that you are currently doing or is it something that you have in the future? Like you, you hope to make it financially sustainable? But, but to be honest, the tables is not a mainstream media yet. It is still infancy. It's still very, very small. So it is still a side hustle passion for now. Mm. And of course, my, my dreams is to be a sustainable business model, which honestly, I am still trying to figure out right now. But I think the immediate uh, sustainability that set the tables is um, I'm currently doing is to provide services <laughs> because that's mm. what I'm familiar with. So uh, we provide social media marketing services to brands or restaurants. So that is the immediate, uh, I would say, model. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But I could see that in, in the past years, you have really poured a lot of passion into this project. And, and it is truly a passion project because I'm I'm sure like it, it's really hard to, to make a sustainable yeah. income from being a food writer. Uh, yes, as, yes. as I know very well myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so hard. Yeah, and to yeah. run this whole site by yourself as well is really something something I, I really respect you for. Um, and, you know, turning over all these rocks and, and finding all those deeper stories. Um, so, yeah, just, just to end, I uh, just wanted to ask if you have any final words, you know, for kind of like hopes and dreams for the F&B industry in Malaysia? Well, the, my hope for well, I set the tables is hopefully the stories could enhance people who want to go into this industry by helping them to figure out how to survive this very passionate, noble industry and yet very competitive because I failed before and I hope these stories could Gain people gain knowledge, right? To learn from them, and also hopefully, the readers, consumers, or customers will have more empathy 
for the people who work extremely hard for industry. Because I always believe that when you begin to understand someone's stories, that that obstacle, that challenge, you know, that setback, that made all this success, human beings right there will be hopefully inevitably more empathetic towards that person. Yeah. Mm. So hopefully, yeah, that could raise awareness for people to be more kind to mm. this industry. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think empathy is really empathy. the key word there. And yeah. And I can I can totally see that it's something that you're trying to drive and something that you're really trying to push for in a lot of your articles on, on set to tables. So uh, yeah, thank you for doing what you do, and thanks for sharing with us today. Thank you, Jun. That is all for this week's show. To listen to more episodes, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or on the BFM app. And if you're hungry for more food news and fun recipes, you can keep up to date with me on Instagram. I'm at Jun and Tonic, that's J-U-N dot A-N-D dot T-O-N-I-C. This is Jun signing off. You've been listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.